This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What James Bond did you watch this week? Um, Diamonds Are Forever, the the last of the... Oh, that's Goldfinger, sorry. That is Goldfinger, yes. The last of the Connery films. Um, it was okay. Diamonds Are Forever... There you go. There we go. Yeah, it was very okay. <laughs> uh, look, get get used to that. Um. <laughs> I I I've heard we're about to move into the silly era. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is weird because Diamonds Are Forever is already a, a a pretty silly film. <laughs> yes. Yep. They they just get sillier, and uh, and that's James Bond for you. Until it takes a uh, a severe left turn, uh, but and spoilers. A reboot. <laughs> oh no no! It actually takes a uh, drastic uh, left turn um, with Timothy Dalton. Right. Um, the second one is is very very dark. Um, yes, spoilers. I think you've already seen it though, haven't you? I I I can't remember if I have, and I don't don't particularly care much. About spoilers, no, as has been established <laughs> at, at length. Yes. Uh, what else have you been up to? Um, watched another Marvel film. Yes, yes. As, I was there at the time, as usual. Um, and I've been doing some some stuff on a project that nobody who listens to this podcast will have any inkling of or or really care well that's that's a bold assumption you're making there who knows how many people out there are are deeply fascinated in the cultivation of cacti and succulents in the sub-arctic regions the project has nothing to do with that oh oh i have been misled uh, you are not going to elucidate, elaborate. No. Okay, fair enough. Um, I have been walking. I've heard. Yes, yes. I I walked over twenty k's yesterday, and uh, a little over ten today. Um, I was <laughs> I seized up quite severely last night, but. Uh, and then your watch yelled at you for not moving. That's right. And my watch yelled at me for not moving. And so I thought, look, I'd better um, do something today. And so, yeah, did, did a little over 10Ks today. Um, and the weather's looking pretty miserable for the next couple of days. So mm. I probably won't get much walking done. But that's the way it is. The cookie crumbles that way. Um, we have a film to watch. We do. Yes. 
and uh, it's in a twin pack, which has mm-hmm. been opened. Uh, the the other one in the pack is uh, the core, which you have seen, which you probably don't remember nah. seeing. <laughs> Um, it, it, it wouldn't get my point. Uh, oh, I don't know. You'd remember it. Lots of birds smashing into windows because the world's core stops spinning. And then they hop in a machine and go down into the centre of the earth and and blow up explosive devices to spoilers here um to get the earth spinning again and i don't may remember or may seeing not it. succeed and it I gets do, very hot i do not remember seeing it. people do die if you did not remember seeing a film yes it wouldn't get your point in the what's on the shelf segment that is it. true so if i don't remember <laughs> a film all right uh, all that being said, that's somewhat moot. Uh, the core, if it's not on the list of films that have been uh, suggested, is now being put onto that. Uh, so that, uh, because you know that I've seen it and you wouldn't have got points anyway, but you know that it's on the shelf, so you would have got two points. Um, it's only on DVD. I'm rambling. Mm. There is another disc in the box, and that's what we're, what we're watching today. And that is... Timeline. That famous film, Timeline, that uh, occupies second... Uh, the, the B-side, <laughs> turned to side B, of the core. Um, yes, is Timeline. Let's, let's talk about typography. Uh-huh. For a little bit. Here. Let's. So, so, the back of this case is interesting. For a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. First of which is that it it has the descriptions of the films. Yes. Um, but... It has to obviously fit the descriptions of two films mm. on the back. And they're in two entirely different fonts. <laughs> uh, one, one of which I would describe as a body text font... Yes. And one which I would describe as a display font being used as a body text font. Excellent. Gee, I'm glad I'm not going to have to read that out loud. Mmm. <laughs> it, it also <laughs> includes uh, several uh, phrases in maroon on a black background. Right. Which is... Not not a good combination. Oh, it's a brilliant combination, Thomas. Um, if, if I could think of anything that I could do to make it easier for you to read, then I think all of those boxes have already been ticked. So, <laughs> without any further ado, Thomas, would you please be so kind as to completely botch this and read us the plot synopsis from the back of the box? Brilliant. Great. Would you like me to do it properly now? Oh, if you want to. Okay, so first of all, uh, it's directed by Richard Donner. Is it? It is. I didn't realise it was a Richard Donner film. Based on a best-selling novel by Michael Crichton, who's probably... Didn't know that either. 
more well known for <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes. Uh, stars Paul Walker. Who's better known for his work in the Fast and the Furious series. And that's covered all of the things in the self-congratulatory section without reading the self-congratulatory section. Onwards to the plot. Oh, did we save you some reading? Okay. Onwards to the plot. The plot. While excavating in the Dordogne oui. Valley of France, a scientific research team's new invention, a time travel machine has inadvertently sent archaeology professor Edward Johnston, played by Billy Connolly, back to 14th century France. (laughs) Billy Connolly, right, okay, Mm. good. And has landed him in the middle of the raging Hundred Years' War between the French and the English. Johnston's only chance for rescue lies in the hands of his son Chris, played by Paul Walker, his assistant professor Andre Marek, played by Gerard Butler, and several of his students. Not played by Gerard Butler and several of Gerard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. The intrepid time travellers must make the same treacherous journey, and with the deadline of only eight hours, that's arbitrary, now ticking away, must navigate through the hostile, war-torn territory and retrieve the professor before he's lost to history forever. It's a time whoopsie film. A time whoopsie film uh, with smatterings of uh, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court, possibly. I'm sure that technology will be uh, used to great effect and surprise the natives of that place in France. How did mm. I know that it was in France? You're, because you're... I said it was in France. No, no, I said it before that. Oh. You, you, you said the place in France and then... I said in France. We no, I said Dordogne, and you said we. Oui. We, oui. yeah. So that's yeah. That, that's Dordogne. Maybe okay. somewhere in the back of my mind, I know that Dordogne is in France. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, the case is unwrapped. The so Thomas, all he has to do is open the case. Yay! It's a it's a DVD. And it's a double disc DVD, so it's got that extra resonance. He's going to take the disc out of the case and he's going to pop it into the machine. We're going to watch it and decide whether, well, it's somewhat academic, really, again, with these box sets because um, the core is definitely staying on the shelf. So it may become a placeholder that we use as a... Um, a coaster whilst watching the core again who knows who is to say we shall find out and we're going to watch this film now and we'll catch you on the flip side turn back to side a oh a bit of time travelly timey-wimey wobbly mongrelly mm. stuff
welcome back to Deranged Cat Studio. If you hear any noises in the background, it's the Deranged Cat. So what did you think, Thomas? That sure was the last film in the box set, wasn't it? It really was. Um, in fact, it should have been the last film in a 10-movie box set. <laughs> that was really bad. On so many, so many, so many different levels. I have seen kids' TV uh, sci-fi type shows um, that have better production values and better acting and better... Oh, look. Sorry. (laughs) What do you have to say? So, first of all, let's talk about Greek fire. (laughs) <laughs> Greek fire <laughs> You're going to uh, um, You're going to go that route are you? Mm. Okay. Greek fire Famously Famously Has not been reproduced No um, <laughs> uh, And the idea that That And an archaeological professor <laughs> who was mainly studying what I assume was mainly studying English and French history <laughs> somehow I, uh, I just <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm really cu- well I'm not curious enough to actually find out by reading the book but I'm curious to know how faithful this was to the book, whether it was a painstaking attempt to remain faithful to the book and the book was really bad, or whether they just took ridiculous liberties to uh, the writing of Michael Crichton. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm gobsmacked by the silliness of so many different things and and yeah <laughs> so you chose the greek fire i chose the greek well, fire well, first whilst everything is burning oh, around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i chose the greek you fire chose first the greek fire. Oh, i just i think i really think i got as close to waving the flag, the white flag of surrender during this, probably as early on as I did whilst watching Popeye. Right. Um, (laughs) I I think Popeye is still the worst film that we have watched. Um, And possibly my brain is being really kind to me and has forgotten entirely about... um, um, what was the uh, Invasion Earth? No, um, Battlefield, ba- Battlefield Earth. Earth. I have no recollection of that movie whatsoever. So perhaps my my no. brain has been. No, really Battlefield kind of... Earth was only offensively bland. Right, but this was just so bad. It was just the the dialogue was just appalling. And oh, anyway. Um, what else do you have to say? I mean, so so much, so much techno babble, <laughs> all, all, all up and down 
Blaine. It just... I... It, the techno babble that was supposedly explaining, uh, trying to explain things, mm. and yet all throughout the film, there were major plot holes and... and and time holes, even though, I mean, it was, <laughs> when I say time holes, in that you suddenly jump to something else happening with nothing connecting between the the two scenes. And somebody is suddenly somewhere else uh, and managed to avoid, you know, these crowds of people mm. and is suddenly uh, yeah, out in the clear and, and what, it was just, yeah. Part of me felt like Richard Donner had this grand dream uh, somewhere. Before he died, he wanted to make a movie that had trebuchets in it. Um, Well, of course, the the superior object-flinging mechanism. And and suddenly there's scenes that were... Um, actually a joy to watch a fully functioning trebuchet flinging and and that was satisfying and it just felt like uh, I don't care about the rest of the film I just want to have a, some working trebuchets and and fling it at uh, an obviously fake castle <laughs> just... the, 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 the film is bogged down by its A plot the B plot is far more interesting. The A plot is nonsense. There, there, there was enough of either to separate them between an A and a B. I didn't think there was one cohesive plot at all. It's just, uh, um, anything else? Because I, I just no. Hey, my, my brain hurts. It was just really, I, really bad. I, I didn't even bother taking any notes so that I'd remember what I didn't like about it. and I just know I didn't. Certain actors who had no no earthly reason to be involved in that thing. <laughs> it's just... I don't know how it was sold. Uh, and you, you felt like uh, <laughs> some lines were being delivered like, if I'd known this is what... I was in for, I would have not signed the contract. <laughs> just, oh, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, that, but Paul Walker, Paul Walker? Mm, Paul Walker. Can't act. He, he really can't. And his love interest, she couldn't act either. <laughs> just, oh, anyway, sorry, I'm being unkind. It was, but that film was unkind to me, so... I think it deserves it. I think we should just move on. That it, <laughs> it, it, it was poorly received by critics, like very poorly received, and at the box office it barely made back half its budget. Oh, good grief. Oh. Did Richard Donner make any films after this? Has he? That's, that's a great question. Because, <laughs> honestly, if... Uh, <laughs> I, I really... Feel like taking the disc out of the case and breaking it into little pieces, <laughs> so that it's not on the shelf anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, 
he made 16 Blocks, which is an action thriller film starring Bruce Willis. Uh, then he did the Richard Donner cut of Superman, Superman 2. Right. And he's making a fifth Lethal Weapon film. Okay. In the future. In the future. But that's it? That's 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 all he's made since, since Timeline. Timeline. Okay, what year was Timeline made? 2003. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, mind you, he, he must be getting on in years, so... Um, <laughs> uh, yes, he is 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's making a Lethal Weapon film mm. at the age of... Well, good on him, but, oh, dear, that was just... Yes, I'm stunned and appalled. Let's 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 just move on. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. We've got a lot of suggestions. Gotta get through them now, or at least some of them. We've got to work that out. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. So, <laughs> so, uh, the elephant in the room. At the end of last episode, yes. After the credits, right at the very very end of the post credit scene. Yes. And you should stick around for post credit scenes because they <laughs> they're usually something. They are they, some they're certainly something. And last week's I think was the longest mm. uh, ever. Lots of long things in the last episode. But we certainly gave uh, our dear listener who stuck through to the end an incredible opportunity to gain a couple of points. Um, yes, so... And we had some entrance We entries. did have some entrance. Uh, en- the, entry, entries. The aim was... Yes. If you heard the end... Yep. ...to either reply to the Facebook group or to the tweet that I put out... Ah, yes. ...with the name of a fruit... With the name of a fruit. Yes. That's right. We, we actually um, specified it, it was, was definitely, a specifically a fruit. Okay. Um, nobody responded to my tweet. Okay. There were a few likes on it, but uh-huh. that, that was it. So I guess <laughs> nobody who comes from my Twitter listens, listens through to the end. Yes. Uh, we did have three responses we to the did. Facebook post. So each of those gets two points. Except what the Lee said that his favourite vegetable was broccoli, which is okay. not not a fruit. Well, he did listen to the end. The instructions were very specific. Oh. If you're going to do something arbitrary, but you're going to very specifically specify that it's fruit we're looking for, I am going to hold you to it. Oh, Thomas. you dig your own holes. Oh, Thomas. Oh, Jeff, look. Uh, before we move on to Jeff mm. Lee, I would personally give you the two points, but it is Thomas who's being the big bad meanie here. <laughs> Jeff, 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 what fruit did he mention? He didn't mention the fruit. He mentioned a starch, <laughs> potato, which is also not not a fruit. Yeah, oh, look, I think he's just being clever there. No, 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 he's mentioned a vegetable. Uh, is potato a vegetable? Yes. Are you sure? Well, it's not a fruit. No. And it's treated as a vegetable. Is it? Some people don't class it as a vegetable. There, There isn't actually any botanical meaning to the word <laughs> vegetable. 
Well, are you, next you'll be telling me there's no such thing as a fish. <laughs> yes, that's that's another podcast. <laughs> uh, so you're not going to give I'm not going Jeff to give Jeff any, Jeff any points. points. Okay, so that leaves Helen, I believe. That does leave Helen, who listed a pink lady of. Uh, um, what kind of fruit is that? A pink lady. A pink lady is an apple. As it turns out, a type of apple. <laughs> it is a type of apple. Which is a fruit. It is a fruit. All right. So you're you're going to let Helen have two points here. Is that what no, you're saying? No, you are going to let Helen oh, I'm have going two to points. Let- <laughs> this was your idea. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, <laughs> apparently, sorry, Lee and Jeff, uh, you get no points for your efforts. Um <laughs> Oh, okay. And Helen, two points. Well done, Helen, for uh, uh, sticking it through to the end. And what a great reward that is for doing so. And and now, and now I need to oh, get myself ready for our regularly scheduled program. The rest of this segment. Oh, okay. I have to do some maths. Okay. Please hold. Yes. There are currently 85 films listed right. in our What's on the Shelf segment. 85. And this episode we will be selecting nine of them. Nine. Okay, let's, let's race through mm. these. Yes. We start with number three. Number three is... Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Who suggests... And, and I'm going to read... The whole of this this one line in 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 the uh, the uh, the the quote unquote database, rats of Nim, new line, not a film. Probably thinking of the secret of Nim, based on the book Mrs Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. I've not seen the secret of Nim. 
Okay, Jeff, I, I remember many, many moons ago uh, typing that in. You did suggest the the Rats of Nim, and the film is actually titled The Secret of Nim? The Secret of Nim, yes. Um, but I, I understand where you're heading there. Um, it is based on the book, The uh, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Um <laughs> That being said, Thomas lies. He has seen it. I've not seen it. You have seen I it. I definitely have not oh, seen it. Yes, yeah. I know that you brought it out <laughs> and that other people in this household have seen it, but I have not uh, seen The Secret okay. of Nim. I cannot make Thomas believe that he has seen it, so therefore I cannot make my dear listener believe uh, that he has seen it. So that is one point for me seeing it. He has just suggested that I bought it out for other people to see, which suggests very strongly that it is on the shelf, which it is. Uh, that's two points. It is only on DVD. And look, I'm going to give that a multiplier of 1.5. Hey, look at that. It's three points. It is three <laughs> points. Well done, Jeff. Let's move on. Number eight. Number eight is... Uh, Maru who is from my corner of, of the, the internet galaxy. woods. Hi there. Um, and this seems to be their only response here. Yes. But uh, Arctic Blast from 2010, <laughs> uh, which doesn't score anything from me and doesn't score anything for being on the shelf, but... I'm sure you watch that too. Uh, because it's set in, it's actually filmed in Hobart. No, I've not seen and it. And it stars Michael Shanks. Well, when I say stars, he he turned up no, for shooting. I have heard of it. Okay, but I have definitely not seen yeah. Arctic Blast. <laughs> um, yes, I have seen it. It was a bootleg copy on a USB stick that somebody uh, gave to me, um, and yes, it was filmed in Hobart, uh, and. It was quite disconcerting when uh, scenes would be uh, headed in one direction and then they'd suddenly pop up somewhere else. And if you live in Hobart, you know those two places aren't close to you. The usual thing. Mm. Um, yes, it's uh, Vancouver syndrome, I believe. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, so I have seen it. That is one point and... Um, a multiplier of 1.5. Cool. That's 1.5 1.5. Well done. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, number nine, M. Hi, M. Suggests uh, the 1973 Disney classic Robin Hood. What are you going to say here as to whether you've seen it or not? Oh, I've seen it. I've seen Good. it a few times. Thank you. Good. And I have seen it too. And it is on the shelf. Uh in a box set. It is in a box set. <laughs> with, <laughs> with another film. For whatever film. reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove? Oh, now you've. Now we're going to have to take no, that off the list. No, this is your fault. You put it down here. Did I? You said... The oh, line okay. says, Robin Hood, 1973. Valiant Adventurers, Robin Hood, Emperor's New, New Groove. Groove. Yes. Okay. You dig your own holes. <laughs> okay. Three points. Three points no and no multiplier. multiplier. No. 
Next one, please. Number 16. Number 16. Helen. Hi, Helen again. Suggests North by Northwest, which I have seen. And I have seen. And is on the shelf. In? DVD. DVD. Three points, no multiplier. Nope. Number 31. Good film, actually. I quite enjoy that. Sorry, number... Number 31. Ah, good old number 31. Lee. Hi, Lee. Suggests... The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which scores zero points. Indeed it does. I have I have attempted to watch it many, many years ago and probably watched about ten minutes of it. Um, and, and, and I think that was because I, I came in late to it. It was showing on TV, so I didn't see it from the beginning. And, yeah, what, what little I saw of it didn't... Uh, bode well for me ever picking it up and trying to watch it all the way through. So, yeah, no points. Number 37. Number 37. Dan. Hi, Dan. Suggests. Yes. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. Of course, we've both seen it. Yes. And it's on the shelf, but only in DVD. And that would have got a, a point, a decimal point multiplier in the olden days. Um, but... Three points. Number 56. Okay. Okay. This one's interesting. Helen, again. Hi, Helen. Suggests the Green Mile, which neither of us have seen and is in the house. Yes. But is not our copy, nor is it on the shelf. No, no, it's it's not. (laughs) I borrowed it um, a number of months ago and... uh, Still haven't watched it. I don't know why. And and people are screaming, why have you not seen that? Because I haven't. And so zero points for Helen. Number 74. Mm-hmm. Jeff suggests Hi, The Jeff Eternal again. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I have not seen. You have not seen. Wow. I have. And it's... And I think uh, Jeff picked this up um, a number of months ago from me saying that I am not a Jim Carrey fan, but there are some films which I do appreciate him in, and this is one of them. So it is on the shelf. I have seen it, and I don't think it gets a multiplier, though. So two points. And on what must be... What what I believe must be the absolute opposite end of the the spectrum. M suggests who I am. framed Roger Rabbit, which we've both seen. Please, please, and is on the shelf. And I it don't is. think we can afford it to multiply. No, no, and it is only uh, on DVD. So uh, three solid points, though. Uh, well done, M. And that's it. That's it. Oh, you know what we didn't do? I didn't get you to go through the leaderboard. Nope, you sure didn't. I didn't. Um, But it has been updated from last week? Yes. Okay, so uh, please uh, look at the leaderboard and uh, if you're listening to this very early on in the piece, just add those points to what the leaderboard is currently saying because I'm not pressuring Thomas to update it straight away. Um so that you're hanging on tenterhooks. Um, uh, how close is the leaderboard at the moment, though? Uh, uh, prior to 
all of those points. <laughs> Scrolls over. Points. There are points. Well done, everyone, for for being on that leaderboard that are on that leaderboard. And uh, I'm sorry for those of you who aren't. Okay, so <laughs> let's move on. Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. There's not a lot left here. There are not a lot of movies left. Um, so you're probably going to hear a rattling noise when I get Thomas to shake the phone. Okay, so this is one that you realised that you'd missed off the list. Okay. When you initially put it together. Uh Uh-huh. And it's from 2010. Right. And it's Beneath Hill 60. Ah, which you have seen, I believe. No. Oh, no, I, I thought haven't. I thought you saw it in high school. No. Oh, okay. I saw a lot of films in high school, but not this film. Oh, okay then. Oh, well, there we go. This this will be interesting. An Australian film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, set during World War One. Um, involving a bunch of engineers uh, trying to tunnel. Underneath a hill mm. is my recollection from the the plot. Not having seen it, um, that is. But I'm going to get Thomas to to read the official blurb on the back of the DVD, if he would please. Queensland miner Oliver Woodward, 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 could have, what was his have, first name? Oliver. Not Edward. No. Edward Woodward. Mm, no. No. Oliver Woodward. Who would? Oliver. Wood. Wood. Mm. Undertrained and never having faced hostile fire before, finds himself on the Western Front leading a secret team of Australian tun- tunnelers. Sorry, I stumbled there because it actually says Australian. Does it? Mm. Australian, mm, Australian tunnelers fighting to defend a leaking labyrinthine tunnel system packed with high explosives. If Woodward and his men can hold out, the massive mines will produce the biggest explosion the world has ever known and could change the course of the war. But the Germans have discovered the Australians' underground activity and as zero hour approaches, the whole Allied strategy could be in jeopardy. So that's what we're watching, and we hope that you can join us next week. And until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production.
Hold. And we've got the green light. Okay, good. Hello, dear. Li no, don't touch that. Do 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 do. Don't, don't touch, touch that. that.